When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolute privilege and a pleasure to speak to one of NRL's greats, one of New Zealand Rugby League's great royalty. Nathan Kalis joins us on the programme. Afternoon to you, Nathan. Afternoon, mate. How's things? Yeah, good. You're behaving. Where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm just in between running to the tip, actually, taking uh, some uh, rubbish <laughs> from the house. Uh, yeah, doing those, all those sort of things in the off-season. The wife's giving you the list, has she? Oh, yeah, it uh, just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The more jobs I tick off, the more jobs I get. You know what it's like. Yeah, and I've got, one at, I got one at home. I've got one at home too. Okay, let, let's run through this first round of the playoffs in the NRL. I, I, look, I think, for me, once Sean Johnson was out of the Warriors and the fact we had to travel to the Panthers, I, I didn't have an expectation on this team winning. I'm a little bit disappointed by the fact that, you know, it was a little bit of a blowout. What 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 do you take out of it? Should we be concerned as Warriors fans, knowing that we now got a, a playoff game against either the Knights or the Raiders at home? I just think that when you take someone with as much influence as Sean Johnson out of any team, you know, you look at uh, taking Nathan Cleary out of the Panthers. Um, you know, Sean's had such an influence on that team this year that it was always going to be difficult. Yes. Um, but then also you've got to look at the team, Penrith. They went and played against a side that is red hot. And for, to be fair, I thought the Warriors actually did really well to sort of keep themselves in the game. And uh, Wade, Wade Egan scored that try, and they had a little bit of a stiff there. I thought they did really well to keep themselves into the game for, for quite a period of time there where they were just constantly defending their own trial line. Penrith are so good at building their game, building pressure on the opposition relentlessly. So um, I thought they did really well. Look, they're going to be a different side. I understand Sean should be okay to play next week. Back home in New Zealand, I'm sure the game's already sold out. Um, Surely they can get a bigger stadium there. But, look, it's going to be a massive occasion. I think think they'll do really well back at home. It's it's been a little while for some of those guys playing in the finals. And, you know, from experience there, the finals are just a totally different beast to playing a regular NRL game. Everything goes up another 20%. So it's, um, I'm sure the Warriors will be fine when they go mm. back home, mate. Nathan, I'm trying to gain some understanding here. You talk about Sean, and we know the fancy footwork and we know that ability to you know, create space and draw defenders. But, but try and, when, you, we, we, when you're a team and you come up against a player like a Sean Johnson and you're opposing a player like that, how does it change your mindset? Why why do players like that put opposition in two minds and why are they so influential? Well, you know that uh, you just can't you can't afford to give them too many opportunities in your own half or in your you know in your red zone or on your own try line and you know that's why Nathan Cleary is so good. Penrith is such a good team because every time they get an opportunity, they take their chances and that's what Sean's been able to do this year. So, you know, for me, Penrith going into that game yesterday, without Sean there, you sort of look at the halves. Yes, Tamari Martin's a quality player. Dylan Walker's a quality player. Done it for a long time. Those two haven't played much footy together this year. Uh, Tamari Martin has just come back from injury. Dylan's sort of been playing a bit in the forwards, a bit of 5'8". So all of a sudden, there's so much less pressure on Penrith. 
Um, you know, and that's what that's what someone like Sean Johnson does to your team. You you know that you've got to be super clean. You've got to be really really good. So, um, you know that that's something that the Warriors would have had to contend with, and and just the confidence that he gives all the players, the confidence that you just see this year, the way that Sean's playing his footy, smiling. You know, I'm sure in the sheds, and, and I know the sort of type of guy that he is, he just oozes confidence. And that, just not having that there, would have um, obviously had a fair impact on the team as well. You know, in the sheds before the game, going to the game, hey, we know our main man's confident. We're, we're sweet here. So um, they probably missed a bit of that as well. And, um, you know, they did make, they made a number of errors, the Warriors, and just kept giving Penrith uh, numerous opportunities to attack their line. So I'm sure they're going to be a lot better than that next week. Can you apply that theory to other players on the park, whether it be, you know, your second rowers, your props, or is that influence really only around your halves? Uh, I think the influence on the heart, the influence that the halves have on the game, that's that's what you see because they they often lay on the last pass for a try, or they they finish a set really really well. Like you could have not the best set of six attacking the opposition try line. You have someone like Sean puts in a, a nice kick, gets a repeat set, and then the defensive team are like, oh, here we go again. We've got to defend again. They just keep the pressure on. Those real high-end players, you know, Sean's been doing it really well this year. Nathan, um, they've got Reynolds up at the Broncos, who's doing really, really well. They just know how to keep a team under pressure for the full game, and then it just wears you down eventually. That's what the class players do. More so than a front rower, you know, someone like Adam Fanua Blake, like he's a scary dude to play against, but, you know, he's not putting the finishing touches on a set of six or he's not handling the ball four or five times in a set. He's, you've got to deal with him, you know, one carry in a set, do your best there, and then you sort of keep him under control, whereas the high-class players touch the ball so many times and so many times you've got to diffuse what they, um, what they come up with. Okay, let, let's switch the focus then to the Broncos' storm. 26 points to nil. I'm just trying to think the last time the storm were held scoreless. How good was yep. that defensive performance last night from the Broncos, or was it a case of the storm just simply not firing? I thought the Broncos' defence, I watched that game really closely because for me, I think the Broncos have the game and the style of footy to really trouble the Panthers when you're thinking about, okay, who are the teams that can beat Penrith? Uh, the Warriors have shown there. Uh, the Broncos there can trouble Penrith because they move the ball and very unpredictable and got so much speed. You've got to be able to move the ball against teams like Penrith who have such a good system of defence that everyone moves really well. So you've got to have some unpredictability in there. And Brisbane certainly have that. But one thing they've improved each week as the season's gone on is definitely their defence. And to hold the storm to nil would give them so much confidence. I mean way more confidence keeping the storm to nil than putting 26 points on or winning by 50. Just that, you just know that guys are turning up for each other when they're not allowing an opposition team to score in a finals match and with players like you know, Munster in there and Harry Grant, then you know you've got a serious footy team. How good was Carrigan last night? Oh, he's just a weapon. He's just big, fast, he's powerful, he's good-looking, he's got that long hair, so... Mate, he's got it all. He's, um, you know, but not only him, you know, Payne Haas, Flegler, I really like. You know, Hetherington, I like off the bench too. They've just got a real nice balance. Got a couple of good young players coming through, Keenan Palacia. Um, you know, they're just really mobile forward pack. They've got high skill level. 
they really look like they're in tune with each other's games. And then Reese Walsh, he just turns up in the right position. Him and him and Adam Reynolds have developed a really nice combination where they see an opportunity, they just take it and they, um, mm. they really really put this under so much pressure. Mm. If you were to look at the Broncos and the Panthers, uh, what's the difference yep. in style between the two teams? Do they play a similar brand of football or do the strengths of the Broncos different from the strengths of the Panthers? Uh, I think the strengths are different of the two teams. You look at Penrith. Penrith are very system-structured. They play their system and they just say to you, we know you know what we're going to do, but you need to be able to defend it. Uh, they run a lot of drop plays, a lot of change of direction. They're obviously missing Jerome Luai, where they sort of started to develop that sort of drop-off play to him, where it skipped back across to Crichton. Um, but they've got their back rowers sort of doing that now. So you can sort of look at Penrith and you can know, you, you can see what they're, they're going to do and you can work out what they're going to do. You've still obviously got to defend it because they've got, got so much power and speed. But a team like the Broncos, they can... They'll zing the ball on tackle two out of their own half. Um, Reese Walsh will chip and chase for himself. They've obviously got a very good system of play and style of play, and um, I understand a lot of that's come from Lee Breeze. He's brought all that over from England, a uh, high support game. And to me, the Broncos just look like they run a play and they, they play a play-for-play play style where they're just looking at your defensive line, looking at the numbers. Wherever they feel like they've got an overlap, they'll go there. They're not... Mm going to a certain point and playing this part. They're just playing what they see and they're playing with so much freedom. That's why they're so hard to defend against. Roosters, Sharks. Roosters get up 13-12. James Tedesco yeah. is... Phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he, he's. I mean, there's so many other players at the NRL, but I mean, can I suggest that he's possibly the best player in the league? Yes, definitely. He's been under a fair bit of pressure this year. He, he, he came under a lot of scrutiny in the Origin series where you know, he was without Cleary. And New South Wales, they were, they were 10 minutes away from winning the first game there. So he came under a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure there. But James Tedesco, the way that... You know, he's, he's been very strong all year, but the way that he came back uh, off that sin bin and just turned the game. And, I mean, to be fair, the Roosters had no right to win that game. They were down to 15 players. They were losing centres. They had back rowers out in the wing. And they had young guys playing in the front row. Egan Butcher starting in the front row. Siwa Wong went from back row to centre. I mean, he's an air special player. And they all stood up. Sandon Smith was outstanding. Uh, Sam Walker obviously kicked the field goal. He had a great game. So it was all the young guys that really stood up. But, you know, Luke Carey did his job and did well. But you wouldn't say that he sort of grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. I really felt it was all these young guys. Lindsay Collins has been outstanding. So it was a, a phenomenal win by the Roosters. Just marvelling at how they actually got themselves over the line. It looked like the Sharks were going to lap them about three times in the first half, the amount of ball they had, the amount of possession they had, but the Roosters just hung in there and they just know how to do it in September. They know how to win big games. Now, often when it comes to the playoff times, it's the team that has the momentum coming into the playoffs that can often be the dark horse. We've got the Knights taking on the Raiders. Knights are that team that have the momentum. They're clear favourites to beat the Raiders. Can you see the Raiders upsetting the Knights? The the Raiders are they're a very hard team to play against. I, I think they're going to be missing Corey Horsburgh big time. He's probably their chief niggle man. He's um, still on that suspension there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that he's still suspended? You, no, you are correct. Yep. I don't think he's. Yeah, I don't think he's in today. So for me, the Raiders they're a team that when they get in and they just really niggle and 
play a bit dirty. Hudson Young gets in there. They can really upset a team. Um, but to be fair, like I, I see it hard to upset Newcastle. They look like they're playing with so much enjoyment. They're loving what they're doing. They've been similar to the Warriors where their crowds got behind them. They've had sold-out games the last three or four in a row. And, yeah, they've got some real momentum. They're, uh, they're going to be a scary side to play against. Um, you know, while ever Caelan Pong is sort of roaming around and, and playing with that freedom and playing with so much speed and skill around him with Bradman Best, you know, they're, they're very often converting any slight chance or any half-chance opposition teams are giving Caelan Pong. He's converting it, so he's... He's really on song at the moment and he's playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, good. Jordan Rapana there too. And looking forward to that uh, centre, Dane Gagai up against Jack Whitten. Yeah, I mean, Jack Whitten's, uh he's been a, a wonderful servant for the Raiders. You know, he'd want to go out with a big final series going to South Sydney next year. So, um, you know, I know he's going to have a massive game. But Dane Gagai, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's a super competitor, that guy. He, he just doesn't know how to get beaten. He's always... Someone that you see, he wins his one-on-one contest pretty much every part of the game, all the big moments. He's done it for a state of origin for a long period of time and he's playing really well for Newcastle at the moment. Nathan Kalis, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure, my good man. Um, I'll let you get home and get another list from your lovely wife. And, yeah, <laughs> we, I look forward to chatting yeah, with no you in, in, in the future. So you're, so just confirming that, though, because I've just had someone text me in. So you think the Knights will get up over the Raiders? Yes, the Knights will beat the Raiders. Knights will beat the be Raiders. So we're going yep, to have the Warriors taking on the Knights next week. And that will then yep. mean the storm will end up taking on the roosters and that other minor. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So That's now, right. yeah. The other prelim. Yes. Excellent. All yeah. right. Hey, thank you, Nathan. Brilliant. Great insight. All right. Beautiful. Have a good afternoon. Um, I'm sure the footy's going to be great this week, but also all you know, the next couple of weeks. And yeah, you know, it's just been great to watch the Warriors. We've all loved seeing how well they're going and the crowds getting behind them back home there. So I'm sure they're going to do that again next week. Now, well said. You're a beautiful man in a very platonic way. Thank you. It is 14 and a half minutes away from three. You're listening to SENZ. Mark Watson with your thoughts there of Nathan Kalis. Uh, your thoughts, 0800 150811. So, Sean Johnson, big loss in terms of the dynamic for the Warriors, in terms of maybe putting just a little bit of doubt in the heads of the Panthers. But Nathan sort of saying there that perhaps that scoreline maybe didn't reflect the performance of the Warriors. That they were actually in that contest for much of it due to the consideration of not having Sean. Agree or disagree? 0800 150 I think we can win against the Knights or the Raiders at home. Let's just hope common sense prevails and that we get a home game at Mount Smart Stadium. We're not playing at Eden Park. I think it is appalling that commercial decisions are hit uh, performance decisions. I've said this before and I'll say it again and um, apologise for the language, but look, Mount Smart Stadium, I'm not sure what they officially call it these days, is a shithole. But it's the Warriors shithole and it works. And sometimes that's what it's about. You've got to come into our cauldron. It doesn't have the big flash stadium appeal that maybe Brisbane play in or the newer stadiums that perhaps Melbourne have or the Sydney football stadium, etc. You've got to come here. You've got to go th- drive through an industrial park, probably get stuck in some traffic. Probably going to be a little bit cooler than what you're used to, a little bit wet. Grass is a little bit longer. Welcome to hell. 
And I think the Warriors have earned that right. And therefore, they should be able to play at home.